TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Grand Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. With money and haw. Bigs time. The Bigs Report. With Brad Bigs. Bigs time. Bigs. His name is Brad Bigs. Brad Biggs talks football with you. <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. Brad Biggs is the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a long-time contributor to the station, and, uh, and obviously a great, dear, blessed friend of ours. And now joining us on the Circus Sports Illinois Hotline is Brad Biggs. Download... That Circa Sports app today. Big Zay! Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, I don't know if you heard or not, but the Bears have the first pick in the draft. And uh, they also got a quarterback named Justin Fields. And all that stuff has been in the news. And yesterday, we finally got a chance to see uh, uh, Shane Waldron. And, of course, what an awkward news conference when you're trying to not answer any questions specifically about a specific guy, and everybody wants to know what you think specifically of a specific guy. It was, uh, it was just, it was amusing to a certain degree. I thought he did a good job of fending off the media and trying to uh, make sure he didn't reveal anything regarding QB one. Yeah, you know, you 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 never. Well, I shouldn't say never. You rarely get um, any revealing uh, details about player evaluation really in anything. Like, like, did they really peel back layers of any players that are on the roster either side of the ball yesterday where you said, you know what, that that's an interesting thought on that guy that I hadn't considered previously. They're uh, still trying to learn – the names of everyone in the building. They're working together uh, with the new coaching staff for the first time. And, uh, yeah, I thought they both did a pretty good job of uh, an amiable chat yesterday without uh, saying too much. And and I'm not uh, dismissing Shane Waldron's role in this process because he's going to have a huge role for the Bears this season. But – the offensive coordinator that uh, was recently hired is down the list of ways in terms of people that are going to have a um, you know big time voice in the in the process of what you're doing at the quarterback position. Right? Thank you. Yes, because there's an uh, 
maybe an assumption that during that process you were going to hire somebody that would lead you to believe that they were leaning in a certain direction. Maybe Cliff Kingsbury would have been a stronger tell or a bigger hint or clue, but I don't think Shane Waldron is that guy. Brad, I think Eric Washington made a strong impression. I like the way he talked about building a pass rush. Not quite sure what that means, but I do like the fact that he reminded people that he has done that pretty well in past stops. Yeah, well, what's interesting is I chatted with our old friend Ron Rivera right after the Bears hired Eric because uh, Ron had uh, crossed paths, I think is how we'd describe it, with Eric very briefly when he was on Lovey's staff and the Bears had uh, Eric in an off-season sort of – yeah, he was at a fellowship role for a brief period of time while he was an assistant at Northwestern. So, you know, Ron met him then, but never really worked with him. And then when Ron got to the Carolina Panthers, he hired Eric as his defensive line coach. So he he worked extensively with Eric. Eric actually became the defensive coordinator uh, for a season with the Panthers. I think it was after Steve Wilkes had departed that staff. And the thing that Rivera told me when we had this conversation was that, you know what he's going to do there is he is going to really amp up that pass rush. He said he's going to take Montez Sweat and whatever else they have, and he's going to make it better. And he thought that was especially going to be the case because Eberflus is going to retain the play calling duties. Like that's not going to be, on Eric's plate, and, and Ron just thought he he does some really good stuff in terms of uh, not only, I think, teaching with the technique, uh, but uh, game planning uh, as well, and, and maybe even, you know, kind of strategy in terms of how to uh, wreak havoc in the backfield. Do we have clarity on Phil Snow's role? Is that over? I, it sounds like that's over, but uh, you know, I've never actually set eyes on the man. No, so does he exist? <laughs> we could, we could, uh, we could probably have some fun with that for quite a while. Well, he's an AI creation. I'm not even sure that there is a Phil Snow. I don't really he'll know. He'll be at the combine. He'll be at the combine. Yeah, we just won't see him. I, yeah, I th- Sean McVay doesn't go to the combine, but but Phil Snow, Phil Snow will be a, literally around like every corner you you turn when you're in Indianapolis. So hey, Brad, yeah, he just went. He was getting a coffee a minute ago. You'll never actually see him, but you'll be asking. Uh, so Brad, oh, okay. we haven't talked to you since the whole Instagram uh, podcast, Justin Fields' appearance with the St. Brown brothers. How did you? process all of the stuff that Justin Fields said and what it meant. Yeah, I just, I, man, I just try not to care about the social media stuff, to be honest with you. Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And whether Justin's following the bears or isn't following the bears, it, it's not up to him. And, and he, I think he said as much on the podcast, like that, that's the, bizarre thing about this for him right now is he he doesn't have any control over it right now and so i can understand him you know tr- trying to want to uh escape from that at least for a while heck i'd love to escape from it uh for a while myself uh so we'll we'll see if uh 
you know, a week from now, two weeks from now, there's some more clarity on this situation. I, I don't know. Brad, uh, you obviously are uh, still delivering all the news and all the mailbags and all the fun stuff. Do you really think that there's a debate about who the first overall selection will be? It's uh, We've been operating under the um, assumption, and, and again, I understand that the the draft process is just beginning, that Caleb Williams uh, is the sort of presumptive first overall selection. Is that not the case anymore? Do you believe that other people are making a move, and do you believe the Bears may alter their plans? I I think I said a while ago that it the whole thing starts with Caleb Williams, right? Mm-hmm. The whole evaluation process, the, you know, how are we looking at this quarterback board? Um, what do we want to do here at one? I, I believe it all starts with, with him. And there's, there's still some work to do there, right? Like they've, they've got to meet him, sit down and talk with him. And I think that's a, I know that's a massive component of this whole thing. It, you know, the can, General Manager Ryan Poles look Caleb Williams in the eyes, talk to him, listen to him, and envision Caleb is the kind of guy that he wants to hitch the wagon to, right? Because that that's what you're doing. You're 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 looking to hitch your wagon uh, to a quarterback. So all of that has still got to take place. The you know the meetings at the combine, these interviews, they're shorter because these guys need to be available to every team uh, afterward there can be, they can do you know zoom google meets whatever you want to call it they can uh, bring them in for a top 30 visit they can go meet them on campus so I think there's going to be an awful lot of face-to-face time for the Bears with Caleb Williams and and certainly they have to continue to do work on the other quarterbacks uh, as well because you know, it would be way too early in the process to, I think, pigeonhole yourself. And that was one of the mistakes the Bears made uh, when they drafted Mitch Trubisky. Like, mm-hmm. they, they sort of talked themselves into falling in love with Mitch, and um, it turned out to be the wrong move. So, Brad, I want to give you a chance to clarify or amplify something that you wrote in your mailbag that received a lot of attention after our show was over on the station on Thursday, and the, basically what you wrote was that, as we have talked about and are in, in agreement about, there really is no debate about what the Bears are going to do. The likelihood is that the Justin Fields will be traded, and the Caleb versus, versus Justin is not really a debate as much as it's a conversation. You said the only debate is who they would draft at quarterback, which quarterback right. they would draft. What did you mean by that? Because there's this, there's an assumption and maybe an inclination that if they if they're not hell bent on drafting Caleb Williams, then maybe there should be more of a debate about Justin Fields. I, I, go watch what Justin did on the field the last three years. Like th- that's why I just say there's there's not a debate there. Like, well, I, they, I know they, but... they are bottom third of the league in passing, and and it's consistent. It's really consistent, and you can make a really strong case that at way too many turns, the Bears did not put Justin in position to succeed, that they failed him. 
I'm not going to argue against that. That wasn't at every turn, but it, it certainly happened, and he was in a hell of a tough spot when he was drafted in 2021. But that doesn't it, mean that he succeeded. Like yes. it, it hasn't worked. You've got him where he's at going into year four of his contract. You've got the opportunity in a strong year for quarterbacks to get a quarterback on a new contract. Do I think that's a huge part of the deal? No. Uh, do I think it is part of the conversation? Yes. Like th- this is just a no-brainer. But is there like, much it, debate it, about who they're going to draft, Brad? That's the point that I think is is interesting to me. Yeah, I think they – well, you can't lock yourself into Caleb Williams, Dave, before you've met him and had some in-depth conversations with okay. him. Like, like that would that would be ludicrous. Um, it, we're, we're sitting here, and it, it's not even March. They've got an awful lot of time. Yeah, they've they've got to spend uh, some real time with him, um, as they do the other candidates, and and that would be, you know, if we if we were looking at the next um, Miles Garrett that's out there right now, which there isn't one in this class, and the Bears were set at quarterback. You'd be saying, well, they need to really get to know this pass rusher before they pull the trigger on him. There's there's just way too much at stake. And we've seen this organization mess up too many uh, draft picks. The, the, the reason they've been in this cycle, you know, it's primarily quarterback related, but you know, look at the draft history over the last two decades. Like there's just too many Years where you look at it and you say, well, geez, there was a three- or four-year stretch where they didn't get a whole lot. Brad, I mean, obviously, Indianapolis, going to the Combine, seeing you know who's there, interviewing people, getting all that information is what's at the forefront. But free agency comes before the draft. We know the Bears have a lot of money in free agency. They've, they've got as much money as anyone, and the cap supposedly going up. So there will be even more money available to them. You know, they got to deal with uh, Jalen Johnson. That's a big thing to figure out. But you don't get credit for signing your own guys, really. Will they go out and and make an impact? Do you believe this is a year where they might try to get, you know, we mentioned the pass rush. There's a couple of guys on the market. It's huge money, but you, you don't have that waiting for you in the draft. Um, there are they they need a safety. They need a a center. Are these things coming in the draft? And if they trade Justin Fields, will they have more weaponry, more picks to to make sure they're covering every position? Or will they spend some money in free agency? In your opinion? Yeah, I think they're going to spend some money in free agency. I don't know that they'll be quite as active as a year ago when when we saw some some. Bigger moves, like you know, they, linebackers. They, yeah, yeah, they bought themselves uh, a couple of uh, linebackers. They got a, they got a right guard in uh, in Nate Davis, and and they're. I think they will likely spend on a center. I wouldn't rule out the possibility of one in the draft, and you'd feel more comfortable about that possibility if they were able to add uh, a second round pick or. or you know, top half around three, that's kind of the sweet spot for, for drafting uh, those guys, but they need to invest more 
in that offensive line. When you talk about other positions uh, where they could potentially be active in free agency, I don't think it's at wide receiver. I think the money's going to run out for some of these veteran wide receivers pretty quickly. It's a terrific draft for wide receivers, not just high-end talent. There's depth. Uh, You're going to be able to get uh, playmakers in the draft. Uh, They need, in some way, shape, or form, to fortify the tight end position behind Cole Komet. Like I don't think they have another tight end on the roster right now. Maybe there's a, maybe Stephen Carlson's still around. They need uh, to look at that uh, defensively. Yeah, the edge rusher thing. I would look at it. I would keep an eye on the market, uh, and they need to do something uh, to kind of add to what they have, which is Montez Sweat and Demarcus Walker. You feel really good about what you have. You feel better. If you've got you know some guy that can help you in nickel situations, and and then yeah, free safety. I don't know if that's a uh, a purchase in free agency. It's not a great draft for uh, safeties with with kind of that center field range uh, and ability, but I expect them to be active. I do think you should give them credit when they sink money into their own players to prevent them from leaving free agency like to me a big deal for Jalen Johnson uh should count especially especially when you're locking up a a guy that you drafted now we we know this regime didn't draft him but the organization did when you're pouring money like that into your own players that should uh count and and those are often the best dollars you can spend in free agency. It's a good message, too, to the rest of the team. All right, Brad, back on the stadium project front, the Bears issued a statement on Thursday how disappointed they were because this week they learned that Cook County officials will not provide the bigger property tax break on the land in Arlington Heights. So the saga continues. I think it may drag out longer than anybody anticipated. What do you think the next move is as the Bears continue to insist that they're looking at the South lot and there are other municipalities in play. Well, fellas, you, you do realize at one time they were called the Decatur Staley's, right? Yes. They're going back there. They like, they like history. <laughs> they love the past. That'll yeah, put I, a little starch in your collar. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You know, you know who would be interesting to talk to with our friend Don Pearson, because Don's gotta, Don's gotta have some stories about the inability to get the stadium thing going the last time, and, and that that process took what more than a decade, right? Uh, yeah. Or- listen, it, you know, Michael McCaskey, God rest his soul, could not get along with the mayor's office. They had no right. chance of getting it done when Ted was put in place as the president that happened virtually overnight that happened awful fast brad yeah so this is not uh this is not foreign territory for the organization they just haven't been in it in a while and they're in it because all parties involved in the construction of the current stadium we're looking at the bottom line and not to do the best job possible. And it's dreamy to think about what they could put up in Arlington Heights. And I still think that's probably their, their best uh, move. But uh, at some point 
have they miscalculated uh, this bid? I, I don't know, uh, but they're, they're, it does not appear that they're winning um, the, the negotiation for this right now. I, I mean, the other element here, whether anyone wants to bring it up or not, is if they were to build in the South Lot, that would require a partnership with the city. That would require them oh, exactly. getting yeah, land. Not own, exactly. Yeah. And not if owning they, their own stadium. If they want to own their own stadium, which is what's going to make the franchise that much more valuable, they got to go to Arlington Heights and they got to figure right. out. Or, yeah. yeah or, or buy a huge, huge tract of land somewhere else. Yes. And, and, and the one thing I don't know. I'm mighty curious. Is this battle that they've got going on over tax value in Arlington Heights, if this ultimately sours them there, is this going to make it difficult for them to turn around and sell the land to someone else because someone else is going to look at it and say, well, I'm going to get beat up uh, by these school districts over tax money here. I, that's a question I certainly don't have the answer to. Um, I, I think but, the answer uh, is... a fair question, though. Th- but the answer is that it, there's a difference between an entertainment complex and if you're putting up a series of buildings and a, you know housing structures... But I you think, don't know who they're selling it to. Well, but I, I'm right. saying I still mm. think that, that, that you could sell that land. I don't think owning that oh, piece I of property you means you have to Is the loss you're going there. to incur from selling that land... Does that outweigh the taxes you're going to pay by staying there? Well, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know that the taxes would apply if you were just doing like a a normal kind of residential building. If you're putting up like a new kind of half hour suburb there, you know, whatever a a, a particular group of buildings, I don't think they're going to hit you with the same tax problem. So it might be the the entertainment value of everything though. is yeah. is where where the money is being demanded. We'll see. Yeah. All right, Big Z. Thank you, buddy. Have great weekend, stuff. Brad. Have a great weekend, pal. Take care, guys. That right, is our too. guy Brad Biggs, a football man from the Chicago Tribune. A lot there. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Yeah, I, I want to make a point about Kevin Warren when we come back. Yeah, someone ought to. <laughs> Thank you. You're going to do it, I, I don't. You just nominated me. Yeah, yes. Okay. Right. David's got a point. Right. We'll be right back. Molly and Haw on the score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and ATT at tmobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... 
you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp and refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medellin, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Unfortunately, most of the issues that I deal with now I've dealt with before. And anytime you build a stadium project, you have to make sure you explore all of your options. So it wasn't necessarily that big of a pivot. Even before I accepted the job here, I was always looking for what are the, the places that would fit? Uh, what, what would what would our, our fans embrace? So it wasn't uh, too much of a pivot. It just make sure we have to keep our options open. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. That's Kevin Warren. He's yes. the president of the Bears. And his job, more so than any other, David, his job is to put up the building, get them the new stadium. That is kind of why he was hired. He did it in Minnesota, and that is the appeal of Kevin Warren. He, he, nobody is desperate to know his football acumen or to get him interrupting the what the general manager is doing, and he hasn't done that. He has gone along with all the plans thus far. Has um, he? He's been the the water ha- and has the air he? and the. Well, they didn't fire well, the coach. Well, man. that's what I mean. That that's that's it, what I'm don't saying. Don't you think if he were the guy making the call that maybe he'd be? I don't know that more front and center. About I, I don't know that. Better at this that. is the problem if I'm Tim having. Tim Harbaugh comes in. Doesn't doesn't he have to sit up and take notice? He didn't want him. They didn't try to hire him. Okay. Here's my problem that I want to be cautious and overreact. I don't want to overreact. You know, you you try to stay somewhat measured in these evaluations of executives. You want to be fair in giving them time to establish themselves. When Kevin Warren arrived, we both were effusive with praise. And I think that was consistent with the way that he was greeted in Chicago. This is not what the Bears do. They don't go out and they get the guy who's qualified for the job, has done it before, and is the, somebody who is outside the box. But, boy, what a good fit, right? Sure. I mean, this was historic. It was seismic. It was huge that Kevin Warren became the president of the Bears after being the Big Ten commissioner. Expectations were high. I don't think he's met him. And I don't know if it's fair to evaluate after wow. less than a yeah. year on a job. But, Molly, I mean, this – the, the, these are the two things that are right now making me just be more cautious with the praise of the team president for the Chicago Bears. Number one, this pursuit of a new stadium has hit maybe snags they expected, but it seems like they didn't anticipate very well. This thing going on in Arlington Heights with the difference in the tax valuation and it seems, yeah, there are going to be political and bureaucratic hurdles to clear, but it doesn't seem like they anticipated the number of obstacles that have suddenly gotten in their way. I don't know if they can get by them. I don't think that the South Lot makes a lot of sense because you go back to the other thing we keep on saying. Ted Phillips was criticized roundly and regularly in this town, but he always did the one thing he was hired to do. Protect the McCaskies. And make them money. And you protect the owner by making them money. And you protect your job by making them money. He did protect the McCaskies. He did make them money. And I think that when you look at this pursuit of a stadium, your number one priority is making money. Owning your own stadium allows you to do that. You've got to own your own stadium. 
I'm sorry. I, I, I love the lakefront. I love the idea of, of the Bears where they should be at the lakefront. But you know what? If you don't, if you have to go into partnership with the park district, if you, that takes away the Bears. Like it changes any nothing. Business, it changes nothing. It doesn't. It doesn't improve and, anything. And for you were them. you were supposed to be this agent of change. Yes. So every time that this is brought up, that well, he loves the city and he loves the South Lot and he loves that Six. idea. Nonsense. To me, it says, well, that isn't what you came to town yes. with the promise of. That wasn't what your job is. Your is job it. is to get them the building that they they had the land they need. They they had the land. Yes. That's where you're going to build the stadium. And, and, and it's going to be a Bears Taj Mahal. How, how I mean honestly, so they didn't build into the budget that they'd have to pay these taxes. That's life. That's life. Taxes go up. Unexpected expenses, and when you put up the startup cost, if you will, for any business yeah. or any project, yeah. you think that over the long haul, they're gonna. We're talking about the difference in this case. I, this week is eleven million dollars. Overall, it may be a hundred million dollars. And in the big picture, that's going to be a fraction of what you're capable of producing in terms of profit and revenue if you own your own stadium in Arlington Heights. I, I don't argue so with any of that. I think that is also because of what I was disappointed by in the head coaching search. This is more related to the football product. I think when you talk about grandiose ideas and plans and the ambition that you are always consistent with expressing, you weren't ambitious in your head coaching search. You had qualified guys that represented an upgrade and you embraced the status quo. I like Matt Eberflus personally. I do. I, you know that. Yes. But I also think from a business perspective, from a football perspective, they passed up on an opportunity that if you were going to be consistent with your rhetoric, you didn't produce the result. That's what bothers me, and that's why my confidence in Kevin Warren isn't as strong as it was a year ago when we were waiting for him to be the next great thing and the next big thing at House Hall. If he puts up this giant pleasure dome, I think we'll all kind of fall in line. But until that happens, I I think this I, I I mean I I'm probably wrong about this. I don't take the lakefront thing seriously. I really don't. I don't think the rush for the money and the them and the Bears fighting over. I I don't uh, them and the White Sox fighting over. I don't really think that's a story because I think they're going to build the building in Arlington Heights eventually. And I get it. They're using this as leverage to sort of pressure the bills to go down before they get going on the stadium. They've, they, they bought that land. There was talk about that land being the new site for a bear stadium. It's gone on for 30 or 40 years. Right. And they got the land. Now they, they have felled the park. They are just waiting to get going. And, you know, Tick-tock, tick-tock. The price of everything is going up and up and up. And so you're going to have to start digging relatively Time soon. is money. That's right. Literally. And I think I yes. agree with you that it Just get to ultimately it. makes the most sense and it will be the result. But this is a lot of finagling I guess I didn't anticipate. And I, and I think maybe uh, some people may think that's naive that you didn't or maybe we're being too critical of the process. Oh, but. Every step of the way is going to be studied and scrutinized, and I think it has to be. But if that is the case, then be open and upfront about it and don't talk about this football palace that you plan on building if you don't have more specifics yet.
this stately Pleasure Dome decreed. Paul's in Palatine. Hi, Paul. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Hey, yeah, I, I've called in before on this, and I, uh, you know, I do live across the street from the old racetrack, and mm-hmm. if you remember, um, you know, back many years ago, Duchess had the same issue with the real estate taxes when he built the racetrack. This is not a new issue. You guys are exactly right. They should have anticipated this. It is a 50-year-old issue with the taxes in Arlington Heights and Palatine, and they should have built that in there. This should not be a surprise, and they are finagling and posturing to get it reduced, and it should not happen. They should build it, suck up the taxes, and move on. Thank you for the phone call. I don't disagree with that. It's easy to say it's not our money or investment, but I do believe that if you are committed to making the best out of that situation, there are some things that, you know, you, as you say, Molly, there are unexpected costs that arise in any any new project, whether you're building a new home, buying a new home, moving, moving costs. It's it's about the long-term investment, what's best for the Bears, and it keeps coming back to this. If you wanted to do this and move out of Soldier Field before the lease expires, it's because you want to own your own building. In the NFL, that's how you maximize your profits and take advantage of being the owner of an NFL team. Staying in the South Lot in the city of Chicago would not allow you to do that. Arlington Heights would. No other, no, no other municipality makes sense as much as Arlington Heights does get it done. Let's try Tony. He's in Wonder Lake. Hi, Tony. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Mm. Uh, I want to expand a little bit on the last caller's point because, you know, the history lesson doesn't need to be told as to why Chicago is called the Wind City. You know, I think any municipality that's going to try and take the Bears away from the city is going to be told that you are going to make it as tough on them as possible because, number one, we don't want them leaving the city. And, number two, if they do leave the city – that gives us one less thing to, to brag about with our beautiful lakefront. So I think there's obstacles in place that we don't even fathom because we don't know what kind of political underhandedness is going on between Cook County and the municipalities under that blanket. Fair enough. Think about that and let, let me know. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tony. Not, you know, there's, there's always going to be stuff like that, Molly, right? Yeah, that, I mean, it, that's just part of the pack. I, you deal with Cook County politics, and there's always going to be something going on behind the curtain. I don't know if we can anticipate that, but you have to be prepared to deal with that if you're the Bears and you're going into this process. You want to, Your eyes are wide open. No doubt about that fact. All right. We, we got to get to David uh, Severston. He's with our lads. We're going to talk about they got the 2.0 out now, and there's been a change atop the draft board. Oh, boy. And we need to discuss such matters. It's Mully and Hall on the score. You have to. I'm. It, it's a landmark franchise in the NFL. This is probably one of the most attractive situations in all of football. You have some money to spend. There are blue chip prospects, oh. multiple. The ownership there is going to have to think long and hard. They have a new stadium on the horizon. That this could be the swing for the fence that could turn that thing around. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. That is the voice of David Siverston from uh, Our Lads, Our Guy, and uh, we are delighted now joining us on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline is David Siverston from Our Lads, 
CircaLasVegas.com. David, good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, fellas. How are you guys? Doing well. Well, you know, we we love getting a chance to talk to you. And our lads, everybody should check it out, ourlads.com. They do a great job. You've got your – and we're just trying to balance this. You haven't done your second mock draft, but you have done Mm -hmm. a second look at the prospects. And, you know, for those of us waiting to see what the Bears do with the number one overall pick, it was really interesting – to see Caleb Williams, who I believe in your first mock you had going to the Bears with the first pick, he mm-hmm. now is it, it Jaden Daniels is the number one player as you look at the players in the draft. Does that mean he'll be the number one pick if you were doing this as a uh, as a mock? It's always fun to, to talk about this, and we have some internal debate about what what truly is a mock draft. What's the purpose of it? Right? Is this what you think will happen, or what we'd like to do as the draft gets closer is what do, would we do if we were in charge of these respective teams? I mean, after all, we are a scouting agency with, with years of NFL experience um, at the top of the group with Dan Shanka. And, you know, these guys are, are more than credible enough to say, hey, our opinion matters, and, and this is what we would do if we were in these spots. So our next mock draft, which will come out after the scouting combine next week, um, it is going to center around what we would do if we were in that position. So I think everyone can respect, and, and obviously we value all of your evaluation and the work and experience that goes into these rankings. I'm just curious, how would you describe or summarize how far Caleb Williams has fallen, if, if that's the right way to describe it? And I, and I don't want to misrepresent, but how would you describe the evaluation of Caleb Williams of where he is now versus where he might have begun? Not far. I mean, it's funny. When you talk about Jaden Daniels leapfrogging Caleb Williams, the initial perception is that it's a knock against Caleb. And it's, you know, it's, it's partially that, but it's really how much we truly love uh, Jaden Daniels' game and how much it translates to the current NFL. Caleb Williams is still our QB, too. He's the number two quarterback on our board right now. He's one of the top four players in the draft overall. And with the, with the amount of teams that we see at the top of this draft that want and need a, a new face of the franchise under center, Caleb Williams is going to be the number two or three pick in this mock draft coming up. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that's a, a, a tremendous fall. I just think it's a noteworthy fall. And, and why is it? What, what, what happened in the evaluation that, that caused the rise of Jaden Dan- Listen, I know he's a sensational player, and I got – Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend who's a scout who's in love with him. Um, right. But but what is it? I guess why did Williams fall? What will happen at the comp? They don't. They won't work out at the combine either. Guy, I would expect they do their pro day. But mm-hmm. what what is it about him? Is it his personality? Is there? He's a very emotional guy. I mean, I'm just trying to determine how there was a flop, a flip here. It's tough for me to really talk about personality and, and there's stuff that you hear about here and there because, but I'll tell you what, I, I don't know Caleb as a person. I don't want to go too deep down that path. A lot of our evaluation just comes from the tape and, and Caleb Williams to me, I think the one thing that just knocked him down a little bit is what I call, is what I call backyard football. Uh, he takes that snap and he kind of just runs around. He's such a better athlete than everyone chasing him. Um, that's not going to be the case in the NFL. Um, if you want a very simple example, I mean, his offensive line did him no favors in 2023, but the amount of times that he's just running backwards 
right? I mean, that's a very simple thing to watch on tape. It doesn't work in the NFL. And he's going to have to maneuver his way through the pocket, north, east, west, not just run backwards and try to outrun everyone. It just that, – that part of his game, that the scrambling, right? What, what we like most about Caleb is his ability to perform off schedule, create on his own. But it's going to be hard for him to create on his own the way which he did it at USC. Um, and you, you watch the contrast with Jaden Daniels, how he does it. He's a much better – quicker processor of information he doesn't mind taking the singles and doubles he's not always going for the home run call as bad as that offensive line was at usc when you truly watch play to play snap to snap week to week with caleb he does leave a lot on the table because he's always trying to make that big play and i think it puts him and his team in a bad position i mean the 33 fumbles and 31 stars is a number that we just can't have at the next level so i think this is fascinating david because one of the things I really respect and, and love about our lads is that it's immune to groupthink. You guys make your own yep. determination, and you're based on evaluation and, and watching a lot of tape and, and history here. But I will, I will yeah. only challenge this. In yep. Chicago, dropping Caleb to QB2 is seismic. It is huge. <laughs> it is because of everything about the direction of the franchise related on this one pick and all the other consensus of, of a lot of executives saying that he is the guy, the best quarterback since Andrew Luck to come into the draft. So I guess when you look at that reality, and you know it exists, would mm-hmm. the Bears be making a mistake if they pick Caleb Williams number one overall? A mistake, no, because I would say let's keep this basic, right? If you bring in Caleb or Jaden to number one overall to replace Justin Fields and you go get a pick for him, you're basically, in my opinion, you're not downgrading at quarterback. And what, what you are doing is you are restarting that rookie contract clock. So in the game of economics, when it comes to building a roster, it's a smart decision to get one of these guys in there. And if your flavor of quarterback is Caleb Williams and you're just getting drawn in by that superstar high upside, um, it, it's, it's a really easy decision to make. I mean, if you're going to ask me who has a higher ceiling, it's Caleb Williams. It's a matter of whether he can – can you put the right pieces around him similar to what Kansas city did with Patrick Mahomes? And if you remember back in 2017, what did he do? He sat for a year, right? He didn't play year one. Is Chicago okay with that? Because I'll tell you what, there is so much Caleb needs to work on in his game and it's going to be really hard to keep him on the sideline. But I think that would be the right decision is to keep him on the sideline for at least half the year. But I would even prefer about two thirds of of his rookie season to let him refine some of the points of his game that need work instead of trying to get him to learn on the fly. And you know, that that's, that's where I think there's going to be some confusion in the Chicago market and the pressure that that front office feels, because we all know what's going to happen draft night. If that name comes across the screen, Jaden Daniels and not Caleb Williams, there's going to be a lot of boo birds, but I'll tell you what, Keep the receipts on that because Jaden Daniels is going to be a player. Um, I, I, I'm just – this is so fascinating <laughs> so- because not not only that, but like Drake May, you, you got him as the 12th best player in the draft. And I believe there's not another quarterback until Bo Nix at 32. We keep hearing that there's going to be four quarter- – you know, from a Bears perspective, people are looking at the draft. The Bears get the first pick. And then they get the ninth pick. If four quarterbacks go in the top 10, that's huge for the Bears because it means that there'll be someone dropping to the number nine spot. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you don't believe that will happen? Or, or will the need for the position overwhelm how good the player is at that spot? 
I mean, it, it's a really tough call. I mean, the, each pick that goes by that we're kind of projecting that we think might happen, this could happen, they can go left, they can go right, it, it's tough. But what I do think in regard to the Bears is that if they, if they have a guy that they really are zeroing in on at nine and they like all three of these quarterbacks, I mean, I know it's sitting at the top of the draft is a very unique opportunity that you hope doesn't come back uh, too often in the future. But what if one of these teams at one, two, three, even six with the Giants, could you trade back a little bit, get a, a King's ransom for the second straight year, but still be within striking distance of one of these top three quarterbacks? And I'll tell you another name that's going to climb up between now and draft weekend. It's J.J. McCarthy. I think he's going to leapfrog yeah. about Bo Nix. I can tell you right now on my personal uh, grading sheet, he's above Bo Nix right there, and he's approaching Drake May. So you are looking at a lot of different options at quarterback, right? And if you can still go get one of these top wide receivers, I mean, you're looking – I don't think you're going to have to choose either or. I mean, there are three wide receivers in this class that I project to be true, bona fide, number one receivers, not good receivers. Number one receivers. There's only probably seven or eight of them in the game right now. I think Neighbors, Odunze, and Harrison can all be a guy like that. If you can get one of them and pair them with one of these quarterbacks, I think there's no shame and no fear in trading out of number one into one of those next three or four spots and still getting your hands on one of those quarterbacks. But now you also have a future one, most likely a future two. Maybe you even get a second-round pick this year back, which you traded away for Montez Sweat, and um, and you get your franchise quarterback. And what are you getting for Justin Fields if you trade him? I mean, the options, right? We're probably going to spin in circles for the next month, um, and the first domino to fall will be what does the team do with Justin Fields? But the options are limitless with what this team does. And in my opinion, if you don't have strong conviction – on one of these quarterbacks standing out among the others, I would play the game uh, of this chess match of trying to get one of these receivers paired with one of these three quarterbacks. Great stuff. Yeah, that's fantastic. David, thank you. Always a joy. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, David. We'll talk to you soon, guys. All righty. You heard that. He will talk to us soon because <laughs> we're leaning on him, David. David uh, Sivertson from Our Lads. They very do a interesting very stuff. Very interesting job There's there. something that came up with Caleb Williams that I do want to discuss with you when we come back. This is the first potential hesitation. 312-644-6767. It's Mully and Haw on the score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 